Hello and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 5, All About Yvette. This originally premiered July 15th, 2000, and once again... Written by our good old writers from the last episode, Mindy Morgenstern <laughs> and Terry Maloney Haley, and directed by Allison Liddy Brown. This episode has a 7.5 on IMDb, which is consistent with most of the episodes yeah. we've covered so far. I feel like someone just goes on like IMDb and just presses like the same rating for every episode. But interestingly, I ventured over to TV.com to see what was you know to see what that land was like over there this episode is the third bottom ranked of the entire series on tv.com respect (laughs) speaking of that our rankings were pretty much dead on with this ranking i have it at 59 you have it at 60 Yep. Pretty pretty crazy. I think we're probably I, I anticipate we're gonna dislike it for the same reasons and like it for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this this episode could have easily been at the bottom of the list entirely mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the Lewis subplot. Yep. Other ones at the bottom of my list are just kind of there because they're maybe less funny or a little slower, but this one just genuinely makes me kind of upset. I don't know. You're about to let it out. (laughs) Yeah, so this one is number six in production, so don't know why they were just switching them around. Very very slight changes. Oh, let's let's make episode six, episode five, and episode five, episode six. Like what? You know what? It would it would have actually made more sense to have this one come as six because it would have kind of established Charlotte as the best friend of Ren a little bit more, instead of just jumping us into this episode and having Charlotte be the best friend all of a sudden we've never seen her before. Right, right, right. It's like, okay. So speaking of that, the synopsis on IMDb says Charlotte's old friend Yvette is back in town and Ren feels threatened. Meanwhile, Lewis and Tawny babysit Twitty's three-year-old brother. And I feel like so far that's the most accurate description on IMDb. I think it's funny how it starts off with Charlotte's old friend as if it's like, who the heck is Charlotte, as we just said. Like, exactly. Why is Ren threatened? She's only been friends for one episode. And otherwise it says that Yvette is back in town, but she doesn't live there. She's not from Sacramento. She's from Topeka. They're from Topeka. Yeah. So, (laughs) general thoughts. I said that this one is just... It's super 90s. It's Mm. it's just super generic. It's cheesy. That's what I mean when I say that 90s feel. And it's also very rough, like, you know, most of these episodes have been. Um, But there's just a different quality to this one. The roughness mixed with the extra cheese mixed Mm. with whatever else, just like old Disney Channel. It just doesn't feel uniquely even Stevens yet at all. We'll probably agree that the subplot is the best aspect, but it's still not that strong. There, I will. When we get there, there is a part of the subplot that I really, really liked. It actually did end up being, I feel, somewhat significant to the rest of the series. But we'll get there, and it'll be towards the end, I think. But mm-hmm. the cringiness of the, it's like super corny. It's probably the most corny this show ever gets. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the only time where it's really this cringy where usually it'll be corny, but the character of the show kind of writes it off as it's even Stevens. But this one is like, for me, it was super cringy, like uh, several times, like with the Ren and Charlotte thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Yeah, and then it I gets just, super mushy. Oh, like it's just, it's just not. Yeah, that's and that's what I mean. Like it probably should be lower on my list. The, and the only reason why it's not is because it is funny. Like the the Lewis parts, are, even though not a ton happens, it's pre- it's a pretty funny. Just Shia just does really well with this subplot too. But mm-hmm. and the other thing is that Ren's a plots, like her main plots, are always super weak. I don't know what the writers were doing, but they yeah. just never really gave her that much. Yeah, they, I mean, she has a couple that I really like, but overall, yeah, her A plot, maybe they just did it to give Lewis a B plot because they thought it would be kind of... Different. <laughs> yeah, like more fun to have him do something that's less important. <laughs> um, <laughs> less important, yeah. Yeah. I actually wrote that I was tempted to rank it slightly higher because mm-hmm. as cheesy as it is, I did find Ren's plot to be relatable. Yeah, sure. That That's probably one of the reasons why it's not like dead last or anything on my list is because I think there's at least like kind of some okay character stuff in there. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's not like bottom of the barrel terror. Like, you know what I mean? And that part didn't bother me. Like, I actually kind of, I was rooting for Ren throughout this mm-hmm. and I sided with her. I didn't actually have a problem with her stance. I mean, I totally understood where she was coming from and sympathized with her. Everyone's been there where, the, you mm-hmm. know, you have kind of like a friend who has another friend and that other friend comes in all of a sudden you're like wait a minute I thought like we were best friends and they have all these like secret handshakes and all this stuff and Mm -hmm. you're like "Mm, that's kind of weird yeah I also wanted to make a point to let the listeners know at least me you can say yours if you want um Mm -hmm. My ranking criteria, how I decided to rank the episodes, what I based my rankings on. This episode, looking back at what my criteria is, it kind of doesn't meet any of it. So (laughs) my criteria is personal favorite, quality plot line, quotable lines, hilarity, general iconicness, character Mm -hmm. development, and overall entertainment value. And I don't really feel like there's a lot of that there (laughs) yeah uh overall entertainment that's probably the main i mean entertainment and also how well it's written Mm -hmm. and how well it flows right not being super slow Mm -hmm. this one i think actually like like i said like the lewis b plot flows decently as far as the fact that it's funny but also like not really much happens it also doesn't really meet a ton of that criteria for me either yeah like when i ranked best episodes I just kind of try to think of at this show's core, does this episode reflect that? Mm-hmm. And is it entertaining? You know? And yeah. I, it was, for me, it was mostly just, I was like, yeah, this one is worse than the last one. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Uh, okay. So plot point time. This episode opens. Oh man, I'm already cringing. Uh, this one, <laughs> off to a great start. This one opens with Charlotte and Ren, and we've never seen Charlotte before, yet they're really forcing it down our throats that these two are best friends forever. They could have had it. If they just switched episodes five and six, it could have made more sense. But I mean, they're not, they, in the next episode, they're still not really that close. But no, I, mean, I know, but at least you've seen her before. Yeah, at least you, yeah, at least we've <laughs> like, seen her like, before. Who is this girl and why is Ren so upset about this? We've seen Jewel the last, you know, few episodes. She was in two episodes as Ren's placeholder best friend. And now Charlotte is the new placeholder best friend out of nowhere. And they really are. They're really forcing it. So we find out 
that the two of them are on the decorating committee for the upcoming 80s themed dance and they're so excited to decorate it they're like oh my god you go girl no you go girl we're the, we're, <laughs> we're the dynamic duo oh yeah we're gonna decorate this thing best friends lawrence junior high dance decorated by best friends charlotte and red oh you go girl no you go girl <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna have this gym decorated like a, a total 80s new wave devo madonna flash dance party in no time Totally. Maybe the worst scene in even Steven's history, by the way. Yeah. yeah, it's really overkill. It is super overkill. And you know what I laughed at when I looked at it again just like a few minutes ago? They're like going over all of the stuff that they have. And Charlotte's like, oh, yeah, we got like streamers, balloons. Oh, there's my retainer. <laughs> Throwaway line. <laughs> I was like, hilarious, okay? Yeah, yeah that was something. Anyway, so something that really bothered me here, so they're outside the school gym, they're all excited to go in there and decorate with their two little bags of decorations, (laughs) and the gym is massive, and my question here is, do they not know the size of their own school gym? Exactly. I I mean, I think it's just goes without saying, like, everyone who watches this has to be like, how do they not know how big their gym is? (laughs) Like, you know how big your gym is. They walk in there and they are shocked. They are shocked at the size of the gym. And this is Ren Stevens, who's, you know, <laughs> overprepared, always thinks of everything. And she has two little grocery bags of decorations. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. I can't. He said two little grocery bags. Literally, that's all she has. Like those, like, bags you get at Macy's or something. Stop. I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. Oh, my God. But it's true. It's like they should know the size of their gym and they should know that a few little streamers and balloons is not going to cut it. Um, You know, absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry. That's hysterical. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So the gym is huge and they're unprepared. So it cuts to them walking home. I guess they just didn't do anything because they're like, well, (laughs) we can't even start because we got nothing to really work with. So they head home and Ren's like, oh, we're going to need to work every single night this week to pull that gym off. And Charlotte's like, absolutely every night except tonight, accentuated by a record scratch. Gosh, we're going to have to work every night this week to pull that place off. I'm totally with you. Every night. Good. Except tonight's not good. I'm having dinner with my friend Yvette. You know, I told you about her. My old friend in town from Topeka. She's only in town for a couple days. Yeah. Do you, like, totally hate me? Not totally. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And just at the last minute, she just throws it, like, really? (laughs) So Ren is super depressed. Literally, Charlotte just runs away. Like, does she yeah, need to see like, Yvette right this minute? Oh, oh by the way, uh, Yvette's in town. Here's all my stuff later. I just... She dumps all the decorations on Ren and runs away. <laughs> the heck? <laughs> I mean, Charlotte's just a terrible person. I'm not going to spend too much time thinking about it. Yeah, I don't... I can't, I can't do it. I can't. I can't there's do a, it. There's too, too many other things. Yeah. So it cuts to the kitchen, the Stevens family kitchen. Uh, and I've written on my review that it looks like it was hit by Hurricane Gluttony. But it's just Lewis. He's the only natural disaster here. That was my genius writing. I like it. It's better than I just found my retainer. <laughs> 
Thank you. Yeah, so Lewis made this giant sandwich and he's with Twitty and Twitty kind of uh, establishes the plot out loud, <laughs> which which always kind of bothers me. So he's like, uh, Lewis, just remember when you come to babysit my brother this night, like Saturday night or whatever the heck the date is, the yeah. dance. Anyway, so we find out that Lewis is uh, going to babysit Twitty's little brother the night of the 80s dance. And that's weird, too, because we never hear of Twitty's brother ever again. Yeah, um, uh, I don't even think. Yeah, I think they just write him off. Yeah. Like, kind of retconning. I think he ends up being an only child, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, I don't think he, they ever mention any sibling. No. And we also never see Twitty's parents. Yeah, you never do. That's kind of one of those tropes, you know, like you never see the best friend's parents, mm-hmm. you know. We see Tawny's dad. But yeah, it's true. We do see Tony's dad. Mm-hmm. And we see episode. Doris. We see Tom's mom. Yeah. It's um, just one of those things. Yeah, but you never see Twitty, which is weird. In Boy Meets Twitty. World, they also do that with Sean. Sean has a sister at the beginning, like the, one of the first episodes, and then he doesn't have a sister ever again. <laughs> really? I never caught yeah. on to that. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Wait, no. Yeah, I think I did, actually. Yeah, it's the episode where uh, Corey and Topanga first kiss. Okay. Yeah, I think he like just mentions a line about his sister, right? Yeah, he, he's like on the phone with her. He's like, "Yeah, my sister gave gave me this hair straightener or something." Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's ringing bells. It's ringing bells. Yep. Yeah. yeah so Lewis takes a bite of this ridiculous sandwich he made and squirts Eileen in the face with some mustard, uh, and and uh, yeah. So she, what I really um. I really like Eileen in this episode, actually. I don't know. She's just kind of chill about, about I, don't, I don't know. I just. She does really. I mean, it's the first time you really see her actual personality, I think. Mm-hmm. Like actually her like kind of, you know, mentoring her kids and giving advice. And like, mm-hmm. I really do like that. I, I It has, though, always bothered me that she's so insistent that Lewis doesn't babysit, though. Yeah. Because like in a couple episodes later, they want Lewis to get a job. Right. And then, but in this one, like, they won't even let him babysit. It just doesn't make much sense. So basically, Eileen overhears that, you know, Lewis is going to be babysitting. And I do love when she says, who's going to watch you? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, a, a line that I really liked that I pointed out. Hey, you in the mom suit. I'm the only funny one around here. Great line. Because, again, that's latching onto the comedy thing where it's like, hey, comedy's my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one else in this house can even say a one-liner. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at his expense. And then also, another thing is when he's trying to prove that he's responsible enough to babysit to Eileen. I think the thing is, is that is Louis Stevens responsible enough to watch another human, <laughs> a yeah. small human? I think, I think that's the worry that she has. Sure, yeah. I'm, but for me, like, it's it, if Twitty's parents trust Louis enough to watch their child, then it's just an odd. Not necessarily like I blame Eileen. It's just an odd thing. It's an odd detail to put in the episode that she won't let him babysit at someone else's house. Now, I never really thought about that. Uh, I just always thought, yeah, Louis Stevens watching a toddler. I don't know if that'll be a good idea. It is weird, but like the, like in one of the later episodes, I want to say it's, oh, it's the Hall Monitor episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Stevens, Louis's dad says, whenever you give Louis responsibility responsibility he rises to the the occasion and yeah i just think that like knowing that they should be like all right like i'll give you a shot like you know Mm -hmm. see how this goes it's not like it's an infant the baby's like the kid's like four or something he's three three yeah he can still 
eat himself like and go to the bathroom. He's potty trained, I'm sure. Well, we'll get to that once we meet him because I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> well, yeah, once you and, meet and him, the, it's a whole different story. And but. the casting, like TV shows suck at casting kids, but we'll, we'll get to that. Hang on. <laughs> Piggybacking on the comedy thing again. Uh, we see him reading the art of the joke again mm. in the flashback to when he's trying to prove that he's responsible. Yeah. Again, this is probably why it's not a good idea. So Lewis says, <laughs> as one of, as one of his shining, crowning achievements of uh, you know past responsibility of looking after something, he's like, "Do you remember when?" I had to watch Miss Adam's Canary. I fed that bird its favorite food every day. And it cuts to him completely not paying attention to the bird, preoccupied reading the art of the joke and feeding the bird Fruit Loops. The bird is dead on a pile of Fruit Loops and he just keeps piling on the Fruit Loops on he's a dead already, bird. He's already dead. R.I.P. <laughs> it is a really good scene, actually. <laughs> I actually like that little flashback. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I really like that. Uh, But yeah, he says, the bird had a death wish. (laughs) Yeah. So it cuts to Charlotte and Ren at the school cafeteria. Uh, I guess they're there after hours working on stuff for the dance. They're trying to come up with a slogan. And Ren thinks of like, well, both of them think of terrible slogans first. Like, what is the one that Charlotte says? She say, no, dancing ladies of the 1980s. Yeah, I don't know what that, (laughs) how that makes any sense. There's like. But she has a problem with other things, with other th- suggestions. And that's like the worst one. I know. I love the way Red's like, I like it. Um, okay, I don't like it. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. Is it after that? Is there another one before Ren suggests awesome 80s? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think Ren says spring into fall dance. What? <clears throat> that, no, that's what she says. She's like, I'm thinking spring into fall dance. I'm like, what does that even that's mean? Like- <laughs> this is... <laughs> And then they're, like, trying so hard to pretend like they like the other person's suggestion and then uh-huh. just not liking it. The, they're best friends, they yet they, like, just lack so many communication skills with each other. Right. And so important, though, Ren's like, I got it. Awesome 80s. And Charlotte's like, eh, it lacks a certain flair. I don't <laughs> um, It's a good one, though. It's, like, it's solid. I like it. And that, that's just important information for later. Yeah. Apparently, Charlotte doesn't think lowly seventh graders will understand what awesome is. <laughs> and yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, because Ren's like, oh, well, I love the way she says that awesome is slang for the 80s. I'm like, it's slang for any time. Isn't it mean, kind of? Yeah. Well, it was like uh, it did kind of come to prominence through in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I mm-hmm. think it kind of probably took like a step back in the 90s, mm-hmm. but even though people still used it, but that was kind of mm-hmm. I think probably when it came to prominence. Right. Because I thought it was funny how she says, it's like slang from today, you know, cool. What she, she says? She goes, fat, jiggy. Fat, jiggy. But she says, tight and mad cool, which people still say today. Yeah. No one really says jiggy. No. I do say I do say fat a lot cuz I'm, yeah. I'm just a 90s kid and I do say tight. I say tight. Definitely not jiggy. I don't even think No, no, no. Unless you're referencing Get Jiggy With It by yeah. Will Smith, I don't Good think song. anyone Great is saying song. that. One of my favorite songs. But yeah, it's uh yeah, I don't even think it really caught on a bunch back then either. It was just no. for that song. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. <laughs> so I actually wrote down that this scene uh, once Lewis comes in is probably the highlight of the episode, yeah, I think. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. As I was re-watching it, I was like, this scene is pretty awesome. It is. It's So Lewis comes walking in. 
Uh, and this is kind of funny because this is another he always finds a way situation. I always find a way. Um, he's trying to find a way to babysit come hell or high water to get Eileen to trust him. <laughs> and uh, so he comes walking into the cafeteria. He's like, well, it was cold outside. So I brought your favorite sweater. Oh, Lewis, how sweet. Thank you. The sweater has only been in the lost and found for the past six months. And I just love how sarcastic Christy can be. Like, she has yeah. some amazing sarcastic delivery in this yeah. episode. She is really good. So good. Mm. I really love that. But it's pretty great. So, Lewis is trying to suck up to Ren to be like, oh, look how responsible <clears throat> I am. And then he ends up giving her $5 to uh, put in a good word with Eileen, saying how responsible Lewis is. $5 worth of, <laughs> of praise is what he says. But it's just a pretty good scene. It's like you get mm-hmm. some of that sibling rivalry feeling yeah. here when they're trying to shake down each other for a for a dollar amount. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's the best scene in the episode, I think. Mm-hmm. And it just shows like how good of chemistry they have together, too. Yeah, no, I definitely I think so. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with like having the separate plots. I really like it when they're able to interact in some way, you know, because mm-hmm. the rest of the episode falls kind of flat. But this one scene where they're playing off of each other, the electricity really picks up. Oh, like this yeah. is even Stevens. Like this feels like the show. Yeah, it's the only time they really interact significantly in the episode or where the mm-hmm. storylines cross. Mm-hmm. We see them together, like one other scene, and that also is a really strong mm-hmm. scene as well. Yeah, the couch, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love that part. So Lewis leaves and Charlotte and Ren keep working on their decorations and their slogan and everything. And they call themselves the dynamic duo. They're really forcing it. They really want us to know that they are best friends. And suddenly a little voice chimes in, make that a trio. (laughs) And Yvette is standing in the door. Hello, here I am, grand entrance. And things go downhill. I would have given a lot of money to have Jewel just waltz in and be like, make it a quartet. Make it a quartet. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I should not have just taken a sip of water. Oh my God, I was just about to die. That's funny. <clears throat> yeah, so Yvette shows up and immediately we see, like, this is, I kind of hate Charlotte here because it's like, have some decency. Like, she doesn't even really introduce yeah Ren and, and Yvette at all she just runs over to Yvette and then they just start immediately reminiscing and making Ren feel completely left out just immediately she's just like oh our gym is so big bigger than the one back home in Topeka and I'm like oh <laughs> god so they made a point earlier to show us that uh Ren and Charlotte have this secret handshake and then Charlotte just proceeds to do the secret handshake with Yvette right in front of Ren. They do the stupid you go girl, no you go girl thing to each other and do the handshake. And Ren is just left there to stare at it like, what? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this, this part... It sucks. Like it really sucks. Like this is where I feel the relatable thing because... I, I I this I feel like this happened to me at least a few times. Yeah. Back in my middle school days, it's just it's just so sucky. Like, why would you ever? Yeah, Charlotte's just I don't like her throughout this entire episode. Yvette also gives Ren this look. Yeah. Like it's really quick, but she gives her this look like <laughs> sucks to be you. Like yeah, exactly. hey, <laughs> I don't know, but it's like a, I'm here now. Yeah, it's like a really kind of snooty mm-hmm. kind of look. I'm like wow. 
They zoom in on Ren and we see that she's clearly feeling left out and upset about it. Yeah, so then I have the next scene as at the Stevens house that night. Charlotte uh, asked Ren, I guess, if she could bring Yvette over to the house to talk to State Senator Eileen Stevens, which, okay. (laughs) How often does Yvette get to talk to a state senator, Charlotte says. And Ren just just wants to die. She does not want to be here with the two of them. Um, but yeah, this is another scene where the uh, energy picks up again because mm-hmm. Lewis and Ren are together in this scene. And uh, Lewis comes over and he sits down on the couch next to Ren and he's like, oh, Ren, like, don't you have like something to say or something? <laughs> and Ren's like, oh, yeah, Lewis brought me a sweater. He's really responsible. Stop it, Ren. Mom's going to think I paid you to say that. Nice try, Lewis. <laughs> Really, really great. That's a Lewis great better moment. get a refund, by the way, for those $5, because that is A, not $5 worth of praises, and B, <laughs> she wasn't even going to do it. Like, nope, nope. It was, it was trash. <laughs> Terrible attempt. He's only making $30 to babysit. He spent five, like $5 of it on Ren. Lewis is still trying to get Eileen to get on board with the babysitting thing. And he says that, oh, <laughs> it's another good line, too. But you're still not babysitting alone. Alone? Of course not. No. The kid will be there. Oh, I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the kid will be there and Tawny will be there. She says that Tawny will be there before he even asks Tawny. Yes. Um, so he says that Tawny will be babysitting with him. Total Lewis. And that they're both 13. So since they're both 13, it's really like a 26-year-old is babysitting, which I, like I mean, that's some sort of logic right there. I mean, Lewis could swindle me into believing anything, honestly. <laughs> and apparently it works on Eileen because she gives him a maybe and he is elated then i I did write a note here so lewis walks away eileen ren charlotte and yvette are still left in the living room talking and yvette asks eileen where did you go to college or whatever right yeah and she goes and the way eileen says it too was weird well i went to brown university or something (laughs) it sounds really weird and then yvette's like oh like my cousin went to brown and then Eileen asks, <laughs> did she go to Brown Middle School or Brown whatever? Because there are a lot of Browns. I'm like, Eileen, you clearly said Brown University. And then Yvette clearly said that her cousin also went there. And then she's like, Brown Middle School? I'm yeah, well, like, first of all, there's probably a bunch of Brown Middle Schools. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like She's from Topeka. I just don't understand why she would <laughs> double question that. You're talking about Brown University. Why would you bring up Brown Middle School? <laughs> I just don't understand. Oh, <laughs> Brown University is so famous. <laughs> and why would she be talking about Brown Middle School? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that really bothered me. I was going to write that down, but then I was like, I feel like Brittany's going to talk about it. So I didn't. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Oh, it's funny. But yeah, so after that, it cuts to Lewis at school uh, trying to ask Tawny, finally actually asking Tawny to babysit with him. And this is a good scene, too. I, I think this... this um, displays again Lewis and Tawny's difference in dynamic and personality you know because again he's super 
super excited about this and she just is like no (laughs) like she just doesn't care again and she tells him oh yeah i'll only do it if you hop on one foot pat your head and rub your stomach with the other hand and this is the part that i think um of this episode that really does hold significant for the series Mm -hmm. is you see for i think for the first time you see Lewis and Tawny's dynamic in a slightly different aspect where when he's hopping on one foot circling Tawny mm-hmm. when he gets behind her she kind of like smirks and like smiles yes, like, yes, yes, yes. like oh he's so adorable and then like she stops when he comes back around like I just love that one scene and Margot Harshman's I think really brilliant in this episode mm-hmm. and I mean in general too but with that scene and then I just really do like this uh, this episode with Tawny and Lewis. No, yeah, I, I I just rewound to that part, and I it is really really good. That that always it's stood out to me adorable. too. Yeah, because because you can tell she's just like, oh my god, I love this kid. Never <laughs> yeah. mind, he's coming back around. I have to act like I don't care. <laughs> yep, um, it's, it's 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 pretty great. Because Lewis is he's he's that lovable, uh, <laughs> lovable it. crazy person. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I always, I wrote a note to how what he says to try to get Tawny on board is that they have a big screen TV and a DVD player. <laughs> I always say like, like things aren't that dated on the show, but technology is like the one thing yeah, that's, that's uh, like yeah. pretty dated. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And especially once we see the TV, too. That brings the dated to a whole other level. I don't even think it's a big screen TV. It technically it's is. not. <laughs> I mean, there were big screen TVs back then, and that is not it. It's like a 20-inch. Yeah, it's like a 20-inch tube TV. I think big screen, I think big screen being like 40 plus, like that was kind of what it was back then. Yeah. Like 45 maybe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, man, and a DVD player because, you know, we were moving away from the VHS players. So the next scene is also extremely annoying. Yep. Ren and Charlotte are still working on their slogan and they're working on a banner uh, for the dance. And, you know, they're doing a nice old fashioned hand painted banner. And then Yvette shows up. She goes, hey, guys, look what I got made and just rolls out this professionally made banner that says, you guessed it, awesome 80s on it. And what does Charlotte say? Awesome 80s. That's great. Oh, my gosh. She's the worst. (laughs) And Ren is left standing there like, am I chopped liver? I just suggested that the other day. If Charlotte and Yvette are such like best friends, then why is Charlotte like trying so hard to impress Yvette? It just doesn't make any sense. Like with your best friends, you're always able to like speak your mind and be like, oh, like. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't really like awesome 80s. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't make sense. It, they don't act like best friends. They act like people who are trying to impress the other person. Charlotte sounded genuinely excited, though. Did she just not like the idea of awesome 80s when it came out of Ren's mouth yeah. or something? And then it's like, what a best friend you are. Like, I just don't. I just, I, I can't. Like, I, I, just, <laughs> I just cannot stand Charlotte. <laughs> I really just can't. She's the worst. Can we get to Ruby and Monique, please? I know. Honestly, I can't believe that Ruby doesn't come in until like episode 18 or something. It's like the end of the season. Wow. I know we're not really relevant, but just real quick. It change. It kind of changes the tone of the show a little bit. Like when she kind of shows up. I don't know why. I think because 
that's like the first character I think that they really introduce that has like a comedic aspect to her. Yeah, I was gonna you say know? like she, Ruby shows up and she like actually has her own personality. Yeah, and she has her own character. Yep. She's not just a side friend. She's actually she's Ruby. She has her yeah. own character, and she brings comedy outside of the main cast. Yeah. At that point, yeah. Yeah, like as far as Ren's friends go, like Jewel and Charlotte don't really have that going on. No, they, they're, um, they're <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just there for the sake of the episodes. <laughs> okay, yeah. So then, oh, 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 no. Then an important part here, though. Yvette says, "I'm thinking about joining the decorating committee," and Ren's like, "Oh, well, you don't go to school here." But first of all, why would you even say that? Like, you're just inserting yourself into everyone's lives. What is this scene right here? Honestly, <laughs> uh, she doesn't even go to the school, oh and she's gosh. like, "I'm going to join the decorating committee," and she's only here for a few days. And then. <laughs> She springs the news. Oh, yeah. And then she goes, oh, you're right. I don't go to school here, but I will be. I will go to school here because my dad just got transferred to Sacramento. What is this scene? Obviously, Ren is horrified by that news. <laughs> and Charlotte's over the moon excited. And I just think it's so funny. I wrote in my review. Well, I guess her dad's job didn't work out because we never see Yvette again. <laughs> We also, but also like in production order, we never see Charlotte again either. So nope. maybe they just went off together. Ren was like, screw you guys. I'm making new friends. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe, maybe that's but why it's... we never really see Charlotte after the next episode. So that's, that's upsetting though, to think that Yvette's going to be sticking around, even though thank God she doesn't. But yeah, um, yeah. it cuts to this scene where they're setting up all the decorations in the gym this is a pl- plot hole thing. I don't even know, but it just stood out to me. It always stood out to me, but just really stood out to me this time. So Yvette and Charlotte are kind of playing around. They're not really uh, bothering to set anything up. They're just like playing with the decorations and dancing around being stupid. And Ren's like, oh, we need to work. And they're like, oh, okay. So Yvette picks up a ladder and starts walking away. For no reason, Charlotte says... Yvette, wait! What? Wait, 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 Yvette! <laughs> yeah, she's like, wait, Yvette. Yvette, like, she, nothing, she was not in the way of anything. Charlotte telling Yvette to look out or to wait causes Yvette to, to, I mean, to turn around and whack the ladder that Ren is standing on with the ladder she was holding. And Ren goes flying through a paper decoration thing. And I'm like... What? Like, like they, they audit, they just had Charlotte shout that for the sake of having her hit Ren and have her go flying. Like, like if I uh, was reading that script, I'd be like, why does my character say wait? It just says Charlotte yells wait as Yvette walks away. Like, why is she yelling wait? It just doesn't make any sense. And, it, and I just I just watched the scene again. And it's so funny, too, because the acting is also pretty bad here. <laughs> so, you know, Charlotte's in her face. She's just like, oh, everything's hunky-dory, you know. And then suddenly she looks so distressed. She's like, oh, oh Yvette, wait. I'm like, what's the emergency? Like, Yvette's just walking. She's not in anyone's way. She just shouts that suddenly out of nowhere. It would have made more sense if, like, Charlotte was, I mean, if uh, Yvette was turning and then Charlotte said, wait, you know, like, she saw her about to hit Ren. Mm -hmm. That would have made more sense. And maybe that's what the intention was. But we don't get that. 
No, not at all. She was totally walking right by Ren. She was not about to hit her at all. And Charlotte yelling caused her to hit Ren. So thanks, Charlotte. (laughs) Charlotte's the worst. Oh my gosh, she's so bad. And so, yeah, so Ren goes flying and, you know, Ren's really upset now. This is a very cringy scene, though. Ren is just super overdramatic. Yeah. I mean, I get where she's coming from, but Mm, wow. Yvette runs to go get the nurse or something, right? Because (laughs) Ren fell into a pile of balloons. Like, I'm pretty sure she's okay. So Ren's just really, really mad. She's like yelling at Charlotte. You told me to give her a shot. So I did. And look how she thanks me. She didn't do it on purpose. (laughs) Sure, just take her side. Ren, it was an accident. Was it? And just so you know, I thought of awesome 80s first. Ren, you're being very paranoid right now. And I don't think I like you like this. Oh, well, you don't need to. Because you don't need me. You have Yvette. And guess what? I don't need you. It's, 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 yeah. Thoughts? Uh, it's a very weird scene. Like, they kind of talk to each other like they're in a relationship a little mm-hmm. bit. She's like, she's like, you're acting really paranoid right now. I don't think I like that. Thank you so much for bringing that up because I didn't want to be the one to say it. So I'm like, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> it, because, does, it does, right? Because I wrote this in my review. I was like, it definitely seems like Ren and Charlotte are more than friends. Yeah. It's it's really... It's bizarre. And I actually got a comment on the blog. A guy recently went through like my entire list and read every review view and left a comment on practically every article Uh, and he said to be honest I barely remember this episode although now that I read your summary I'm starting to recall the lesbian subtext (laughs) because because it's like all up in here and I don't think it was couldn't have been intentional but it's weird the dialogue that they have them say to each other like so then the scene after that it gets even worse with this relationship stuff I guess Ren cleans the house or something when she's stressed or upset. So she's cleaning the entire house. And then she ends up sitting on the couch with Eileen and like talking about it. And Eileen tells her, Ren, 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 didn't I ever tell you that you were allowed to have more than one best friend? Ding, ding, ding. Motto of the episode. Um, That's the little one liner Disney wants you to take away from this one. Ren says that... You know, no, you're not allowed to have more than one best friend. And she explains to Eileen what a best friend is to her. Having a best friend is like having a twin. It's it's a special relationship between two people. Now, me and Charlotte, oh, now we, we had that. And um, it's over. It sounds like she's explaining how marriage works to kindergartners. <laughs> I... I uh, I mean, she she literally she's, says, okay. And then she says, me me and Charlotte, oh, we had that. Yeah, exactly. It's so- I get it, it, when you're 13 or however, 14, like I get you see your best friend as like mm-hmm. either your person because you're not really in relationships, like serious no. ones at least at that mm-hmm. age. So your best friend is like your, you know, it's like your partner in crime. I get mm-hmm. that. So maybe that's what the writers were thinking, but it, it was. I know, it's but like, but Ren's like Christie's delivery. Yeah, her delivery mixed with the line itself, it just gives off a totally different meaning. It's yeah, just, like it's, if she was just weird. like, man, like me and Charlotte, we had that, but it's over. But like that's different. But she's like, seems like really wistful about it. Yes, <laughs> she's so it's, swept it's, up about it. So 
cuts to finally seeing Lewis and Tawny babysitting. It is pretty good how we think he's talking to uh, Milty, which by the way, Milty, his, Twitty's brother's name is Milton, but they call him Milty. And I'm like, Milty, Milty Twitty. Twitty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, sure. Let's, let's go with it. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's funny how, you know, they make us think that Lewis is saying all these sweet things to Milty, but he's really talking to the, 20 inch tube TV that is the TV of his dreams <laughs> look at you beautiful gift from heaven yes you are yes you are and I get paid $30 to watch you we're gonna have an awesome time together you're the TV of my dreams Oh, man. Uh, so then Tawny shows up, and we've mentioned this scene before, when she just walks in the door without yeah, any hesitation. It. She just walks right in. I, I don't know if that was intentional, or it's it just, it just a great scene. Mm-hmm. And I love how she shows up. Even though she acts like she's not going to show up, she's still like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm still going to show up. Even She literally says, I can't babysit with somebody who looks that lame. Mm-hmm. And then she, just, she still does it anyway. It's just great. By the way, Twitty lives in a mansion? Wait, what? <laughs> I said, I said, uh, it, why, 20, it, 20 like lives in a mansion. Yeah, the house is really nice. It looks like the house from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, it's it's pretty big house. Yeah, it's like a pretty big house. It has like pillars around the front door. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a nice house. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than the Stevens house for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're rich enough to have a big screen TV and a DVD player, so. <laughs> yep. Probably Apparently that's something Lewis does not have, so. <laughs> Yeah. The only reason Tawny decided to babysit with him is because uh, this is what I meant earlier when, you know, you were saying, oh, you know, the kid's old enough to take care of himself. Is he? Because the way they're (laughs) writing this kid is she's like, oh, you do the changing, the, the the, the, the cleaning, like the the whatever. And this kid is standing there and he like farts. Which I think is insinuating that he just pooped his pants. <laughs> and he's staring at Lewis like, change me. And I'm yeah. like, this kid is... Huge. Yeah, they read him like a two-year-old. TV does not know how to cast kids. Like, this kid looks like a five-year-old, maybe. Mm. He doesn't look three or two or whatever he's supposed to be, you know? Yeah. He doesn't seem or look like someone who's incapable of going to the bathroom like you know it's just it's 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 frustrating you also discover that tawny is also getting half of the pay which is 15 dollars or something so lewis lewis is also getting 15 dollars, but after giving his bogus five dollars to his sister he's literally making ten dollars on the night that's just <laughs> out of control that's not even worth it well, he's 13. I mean, sure, who yeah. knows? Why not? <laughs> you know, in inflation, he could probably get a lot for $10 sure. 18 years ago, maybe. Might be like 15 bucks now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought it was interesting how Lewis uh, makes sure that he brought Tawny's D- like favorite DVDs she requested, yeah. which are Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and Oklahoma. <laughs> And she makes like the most excited face, like, and then stops, like, oh my god. Like, also, how are they gonna have enough time to watch three movies? And know what else is interesting too? When he's like, oh, if we if uh, we need anything, Twitty's parents are next door. (laughs) Seriously, where where are what are they doing? I don't know. What the heck? What's going on in this episode? 
I don't know. So Lewis and Tawny are going over what snacks they have to pick out on that night. And Lewis says the fantastic line. And for uh, junk food, we've got Doritos, Cheetos, Fritos. Basically, we've got the whole Eto's family. I've used it so many times. I've used it so many times. I remember I was at a family party and they had those exact chips yeah. out. I said the line to whoever was standing next to me in the food line and they laughed and I was like, thanks, Lewis. People love that line for some reason, though. Yeah. <laughs> like that, no, I, I think mean, out of all the Even Stevens lines that I've quoted, that's probably like in the top three of best reactions that I get. Yeah. People like that line. They think it's funny. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, it is. It's a, it's it's, it is a great line because it's like, why do all the chips end yeah. in Edo's? Edo's. Yeah. They're a big old happy family. Uh, wait. I also love how Lewis calls Tawny anti-Tawny. That, that's the one aspect I really love about the subplot is that it's Lewis and Tawny. Mm-hmm. And this is like the first sort of little glimpse into yeah. a relationship dynamic yeah. between and the two of yeah. them. And that's what I mean, like, as far as, like, significance, like, quote-unquote character development, I think that it does that really well. Yeah. If nothing else, it it develops that relationship, and it also kind of develops Eileen as, like, that mentor figure that she mm-hmm. kind of comes to be throughout the series. No, yeah, I was, I was actually going to say that out of all of my uh, criteria that I go off of. It w- I was going to say probably character development in this Lewis mm-hmm. and Tawny area because it is it is really Definitely. cute. I do love that. This is Auntie Tawny. Uh, and just them working together like that with a kid. I'm like, can't wait to see in, in that potential even Stevens reboot we pitched. Uh, Lewis and Tawny married with a with a little, little chick little, kid running little, around. Little milty. Oh, God. But let's hope that their kid is not like this kid because... This kid's a terror. He's ridiculous. And I I said in my review that his name should be Damien instead because he is the devil, this child. Yes. Damien Twitty. I mean, that's where I wrapped up this plot, honestly, because there's really... It's really not much else other than just... Milty driving Lewis and Tawny insane. Uh, mainly, we see this through a fast motion chase scene around the kitchen of Milty just dropping dishes, making a mess, and it's grating. Like this mm-hmm. is this really really annoys me. As I was watching it, I was like, please end, please stop this. And they keep cutting back to it, and I'm like, just just stop. Like we get yeah. it. The kid's a terror. <laughs> they just told this kid to just have fun in a kitchen and they put a bunch of plastic bowls and dishes and told him just throw everything yeah they, they put plastic bowls but then put foley of like yeah breaking glass exactly oh man but anyway do you mind if we wrap that plot up there or no yeah do it we're wrapping that up right there that's basically the rest that's how the subplot ends basically yeah. just this kid doesn't give them a break so instead of enjoying digital heaven they are <laughs> you know running around with this absolute nightmare all night and that's it that's the subplot um so then it cuts to the 80s dance finally where everyone's jamming to royalty free 80s knockoff music and everyone's costumes are on point yeah costumes are really good charlotte looks amazing as tina turner I mean, she really does. Or she's yeah, she working is. that wig. She looks great. She does look really good. And Steve and Eileen are there chaperoning, <laughs> just being extremely cringy. But it's great. And Twitty's there and whatever. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really like it. Um, and so Ren 
goes into the bathroom. This is also ramping up the... It's more of a relationship than a friendship between mm. uh, uh, Ren and Charlotte because I'm yeah. like, what is happening here? So Ren is looking at uh, Charlotte and Yvette dancing together on the dance floor and she's so upset. She watches them and she's like, ah. so that she goes into the bathroom. She takes out her lipstick from her bra, I think, which, okay, you're 14, whatever. <laughs> this is weird. She goes to put on her lipstick, but then she says... Why bother? Yeah, she like scoffs. She's like, huh, why bother? I'm like, are you trying to impress Charlotte? It's like, so looking bizarre. good with your lipstick? Like, I don't understand. It's bizarre. <laughs> like, I, I just, I don't get that. Oh, okay. I don't understand. <laughs> and so, it's just so dramatic as well. Um, so then Yvette comes walking in. And basically tells Ren that she's been feeling like a third wheel the whole week. And she feels like she lost her best friend in Charlotte. And How has she been feeling like a third wheel, though? Exactly. Like, she's been the sense. center of attention. I said in my review, the episode is called All About Freaking Yvette. Like, she's a one-off character with her name is in the title. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to say oh that you... Uh, yeah. But anyway, so I guess Yvette saying this, you know, makes Ren feel less, you know, upset that, oh, well, Yvette's been feeling the same way I have. So I guess, you know, we're cool. And Ren relays that message from Eileen to Yvette that Yvette, Yvette, Yvette. (laughs) Hasn't anyone ever told you? You're allowed to have more than one best friend. Oh, moral of the episode. Isn't that nice? It's like Christy and also Donna Pescow. They both, when they're delivering those that line, you can tell kind of in their faces that they, they don't like the line when they're yeah. delivering it. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of like awkward saying it. It's just right. it's just a bad it's just a bad line. So yeah, so then basically I guess uh Ren and Yvette go walking out onto the dance floor and they're like, Oh, we're friends now and then oh it's so great. Yvette, Charlotte, and Ren dance the night away to that song. Show me, show me, baby. <laughs> show me up. Come on, let's get it started. However the heck it goes. Always stuck in my head. It's like supposed to be like a Madonna, like Madonna ripoff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really cheesy. And then they they call themselves the dynamic trio. Uh, how quickly we just all become BFFs. Um, Eighth grade, you know. That's pretty much it. That's yep. that's the episode, really. I tried finding credits for those songs, and I actually got an artist for one of the songs. No, you didn't. Yeah, I shazammed it. The first, it's the first one that they kind of like try to make it seem like is a Boy George song. Mm -hmm. That song, it's by this guy named Jeff Grace. Jeff is G-E-O-F-F. And the song is called Hot Summer Night. He has like a couple albums on Spotify. Oh my God. It's on Spotify. Oh my gosh. That's great. I've tried Shazamming a lot of music on the show, actually. Okay. So I guess that's the episode. I guess moving on to segments... I do have some thoughts from my mom again uh, for this one because of the 80s theme and Mm -hmm. she had some stuff to say. And also forgot to mention, this episode was always funny to me because 80s Ren, (laughs) you know, Ren dressed up looking super 80s, looks exactly like my mother. 
circa 1980 something really it is really creepy and this is like the thing like like christy actually reminds me a lot of my mom look wise uh at least from my mom growing up and just you know how obviously i know my mom they're just kind of similar it's really weird and then i got so mad in our interview with matt dearborn when he told me that i reminded him of ren stevens yeah i was gonna be like that's so freaking weird because (laughs) my mom is like christy's twin that's weird so, so yeah, it's just kind of funny. So yeah, so it's time for Mom's Thoughts uh, with Jeannie Butler, and this is what she had to say. Okay, so this one, all about Yvette. Not bad. I'm a product of the 80s. I grew, I grew up then, and I actually dressed just like Ren was dressed. Only I dressed like that all the time. <laughs> I, was, I was a 24-7 Madonna. The subplot with with Lewis and Tawny, I don't know. Uh, Lewis is crazy, and I just love the way Tawny deals with him. I love that dynamic. But that kid, how the heck old was that kid? He was. They were treating him like a baby, and he was acting like a baby, like pooping his pants. The kid looked four. So that was, like, ridiculous. And that was a little overdone with the mess and the running around. I mean, but anyway, with Ren and Charlotte... I totally can relate to feeling like that jealousy when your best friend has another friend and you feel like, oh, they don't need me anymore. They got someone to take my place. That is how you feel. You feel left out. And and I like the way they put that in there. So, But again, something about these earlier episodes, they just seem more empty and, and dry and not the same as the later episodes are. I find the later ones very entertaining from beginning to end and and no dead spots kind of thing. But these earlier ones, I feel like there's more dead spots and, and feel a little bit more empty. But it's still, I, I still love the show. It's still a great, it's still a good episode. Love it. I mean, and fortunately, we are only have one more episode in the Eric Von Lowe uh, Mm-hmm. Septilogy, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was the first episode where somebody isn't trying to like do someone dirty, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like every episode, like the first four episodes, someone's like trying to pull one over on someone else. Mm-hmm. This is like the first one where it's not like that. And ironically, it's the worst one out of the first five. Yeah. Doing people dirty works better on this show, I guess. I guess. Um, <laughs> that was Mom's Thoughts yeah. with Jeannie Butler. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, that's not going to be like an every episode thing, but she had her stuff she wanted to uh, say like, no, for this definitely. one. Definitely. And it made me realize, too, like this show was in 2000, this episode. That was only 11 years off from the 80s. I mean, I know. And they're like dressing up like the 80s. That'd be like them doing like a 2000s dance. Right. Because that's already I mean, that's already 18 years ago. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. So other segments first, quickly. MVP. Did you have an MVP at all? I put put Lewis. Uh, Then I did. I did non Lewis MVP. I put Tawny. Yeah, actually, I didn't think of Tawny. I put Eileen. Eileen, just yeah, because I, thought, I, I toyed with that. Eileen pretty much put the whole drama to bed with that terrible, yeah. cheesy line, yeah. but she spared us the suffering of more of that. Yeah. <laughs> she I, shut it down. Yeah, she shut that down. Yeah, so it's time for some trivia. Uh, and trivia is really kind of, 
It's like trivia. Did you know? Yeah. Did you notice? Random facts. It's just whatever. Anything goes information segment. Sure, yeah. So, yeah. Time for some trivia. Let's do it. Is it true? Did you know? For your information. Is it true that... What does that mean? Yvette is played by Michelle Norton. She just has done a bunch of, you know, one-offs on TV shows. Uh, she's actually fluent in Portuguese, which I also... Yeah, it read. said she's from Brazil, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. She was also on two episodes of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody in 2007. Yeah, that's right. It was a two-parter. Which... And then Sawyer Sweeten played Milton. He died! Uh, and I actually I actually knew this. Yeah, he he actually, um, he was 19 years old back in 2015 and he killed himself. Yeah. So very I sad. I have that down here, yeah. I was watching this episode, I was like, and I told my wife, I was like, that guy, he killed himself a few years back. And I remember mm-hmm. when it happened to reading about it, because um, he was on Everybody Loves Raymond. Yep. No, yeah, really sad. I actually Super did not sad. know that. So I, I had written that down as one of my trivia points as well. I like, I, I did not know that. And, and I ended up um, just clicking, you know, onto the actors. And I noticed on his, it said, was an actor. And I mm-hmm. said, wait a minute. Whoa. And then yeah. I found out. That's really, 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 and really he, crazy. He and his brother, his twin brother and his sister, all three of them were the kids on Everybody Loves Raymond. They were all, oh, wow. and they're all actual siblings in real life. It's just weird seeing him as a little kid. You know? Yeah, no, it, it is. Weird. It's definitely... I mean, well, wait for the trivia section to take a sad turn, but I mean, moving on from that, Mm -hmm. uh, this is also the first time they mentioned that the kids are 13. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lewis and Tawny are 13. And then my only other thing, I think, well, there's two. The title, All About Yvette, is supposed to be based on All About Eve, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think it won Best Picture, yeah. Um, then really just sort of other pop culture stuff. I mean, obviously this one was kind of filled to the brim with 80s references, you know. So we got Devo, Madonna, Flashdance, Boy George, Tina Turner, Flock of Seagulls I put as well with uh, Twitty's hair style. Frankenstein, Oklahoma, and I think, do they mention Cher? Yeah, should they say, "Oh, do I look like Cher?" Uh, Charlotte yeah. Says that. yeah. So a lot of a lot of things there, <laughs> a lot of things mentioned. And it's the first one where we don't get a mirror talk. Right. Well, because this one isn't really about Lewis having any sort of mm-hmm. dilemma. Really, imagine yeah. if he had a mirror talk talking about, <laughs> "Oh, I have to like, babysit tonight." Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't really work. It almost seemed like they were trying to experiment in this episode with making an episode that was like a, a really about Ren. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it, it's worked a couple times, like we said, but it just really fell flat here. Right. You have more trivia. I think that's all of my trivia. Yeah. So it's time for some tweets. Uh, this one is from Life with Kenny podcast. So (laughs) probably write to him and tell him we uh, mentioned him on our podcast. So he said, this is from 2012. He says, I'm totally watching Even Stevens right now. The 80s dance episode. Oh, Twitty and his flock of seagulls cut. Yeah. Yeah. He's rocking that hairstyle. It's crazy. Another tweet here from... Bree at long hair do care. Um, uh, this is from 2011. She says, I'm never going to forget that episode of Even Stevens where he said, We got Doritos, Fritos, Cheetos, we have the whole Edo's family. And one other one uh, that's just whatever from Jackie Benhayon. Uh, she said, I wish our school had an 80s theme dance like in TV shows. Example, Even Stevens. That would be awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, those are some tweets. So I'm going to say this is that one episode where I learned the phrase take a shot in the dark because every time I hear Eileen, that, yeah. every time I hear that, I think of Eileen because I never knew what it was before I watched this episode and like mm-hmm. it just the I learned it from this episode. So yeah, final segment as always, best quote. Yeah, yeah. What are our best quotes? Did you go first last time or did I go first last time? I went first last time. Did you? So okay, you I'll go. go. So my favorite quote was, hey, you in the mom suit. I'm the only funny one around here. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a good one. That definitely mm-hmm. stood out to me as well. Yeah, so my favorite quote from this one, yeah, like some of these episodes we've covered, there's not too much to pick from, uh, but I really laughed at this part of what I was saying about Christy having spot on sarcastic condescending delivery. Just amazing. Uh So Yvette, after she brings that professionally made awesome 80s banner, uh, she's so proud of herself and she says, Charlotte told me you guys were having trouble coming up with a catchy slogan, so I had this made. Do you love me or do you love me? Oh, well, you know, it's just too close to call. (laughs) The way Christy says it is so freaking good. That that has to be my favorite one. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's it, unless you don't have anything else you want to say. No, I... I think that uh, I just wish people could access these episodes so much easier. I mean, they are out there, though. Like, if anyone wants oh, yeah. to watch it, I mean, they're, they they're can. out there. If, <laughs> if, they're, if they're serious enough about the show to listen to this podcast, I'm yeah. pretty sure anyone listening to the podcast is familiar enough with the show. Sure, yeah. I've had a couple people um, ask me where they could watch the episodes so they could kind of follow along, even though, like, mm-hmm. those like those people still listen. I have a friend that um, doesn't watch the show at all. And I know that she listens to to all the episodes. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, just because we're super entertaining. Yeah. We're so good guys. And we give like, and we, and we do give the plot points, which is, um, which is good. So they can still, if they've seen it once or twice, they could probably recall the episode at Mm -hmm. least. Yeah. So I guess that's it. Is that, is that everything? I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. So, Once again, as usual, thank you for listening. Uh, This is always a good time. We will see you guys in the next episode, which is season one, episode six, Lewis in the Middle, which is we meet another one-off character (laughs) in our next next episode. Uh, What can you do? But uh, as always, make sure to follow on all the socials, uh, evenstevensrank.com. Send us an email, please. Uh, We love to hear from you. It's always nice to get an email, evenstevensranked at gmail.com. And of course... Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and I think that's going to do it for us today. So thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya.